Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thank you for listening today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And before I start the show, I want to encourage you to visit me on my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And you can like me on Facebook. That's Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. We have lots of inspirational things that get posted there and let you, let you know what shows are coming up. And I always love it when I hear from you all, letting me know kind of the things that you like um, in terms of topics or if you ever have any questions. So today, the show we are doing today, which is kind of following the last two we did on gender and gender communication, differences between men and women, this show is for men today. And this is how to be a good man, a hot guy. So there are very simple, specific ways that you can really be the man that is, God has called you to be and have the relationship with the woman that you love that is also meaningful to you and help you to be successful with her. So we know in Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 20, it says, God said it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion. And so God said it's not good for men to be alone. And so we know this. We have research that establishes and, and shows that men do better on many levels when they're married, when they're in a, in a committed relationship. So how do you keep the love alive and get back to the woman you were dating before you married? Because men often say to me in my office, she's not who I dated. We got married. She changed. And so many times the simple answer that I say to men is, whatever you did while you were dating worked. It worked so well you secured the relationship and she married you. So whatever you were doing while you were dating, you need to continue to do. And I say that to women as well. Because there is this tendency when we get into a marriage, into a committed relationship, things do change in many ways. And sometimes, and we're hoping that they change always for the good. But sometimes what happens is we get a little bit more lackadaisical. Maybe we don't appreciate that other person. Maybe we take them for granted. Whatever the case may be, what we want to do to keep that love alive is that romance factor. So I want to say to men, romance, keep it coming because it works. So how do you be that good man, hot guy? How do you do that? Well, now always remember I'm speaking in general terms. So it's not intended to offend or it's, it's just merely a way to look at gender issues in general terms. And so when we're looking at gender, what we're saying is that all of us are exceptions to some generalizations. But we also have a lot of similarities. And so not every man nor every woman will fit into this and there's always those exceptions. But be that as it may, many of you will find this helpful and encouraging or at least portions of it. So I do have to say, 
that when it comes to a successful relationship, it's work and it's effort. And so we have to remember that men especially don't value things that they don't work for. So when you are working on your relationship, you will value it more. When you are putting effort into that relationship, it will bring back more to you. So one of the things we know about men is that once they decide on a woman, they, they don't generally revisit it. They, they commit to that woman, and that's the woman that they're going to be with, and they don't really ask themselves on a day-to-day basis how they feel about that woman. Whereas with women, women have a tendency to be kind of fickle, and they can reevaluate every day how they feel, like, hmm, I don't like it. What, what's that outfit he's got going on there? What, what's up with his hair? Or why did he pick those socks? And so with men, because they don't have that tendency to be evaluating all the time, they may take some things for granted. They know that they're committed to the relationship. They know they're working for the relationship. They know how important the relationship is to them. But the woman in his life may not know that. And so what happens is because men don't necessarily evaluate on an ongoing basis how they feel about that woman, they also may not pursue in a committed relationship. Once they've pursued that woman, they've secured that woman, they have a tendency to go on to the next venture the next endeavor. And generally, that, that's his work because this takes effort to continue to maintain. Now, although a man is doing this work many times as an act of love for his wife, his family, it doesn't always translate to a woman as love because, see, it's harder to feel that action than it is to experience you. And so women are emotionally hardwired to want connectedness. They have more of that white matter in their brain And so they are seeking emotional connections and to be known, to be seen, to be wanted, to be accepted, to be understood. So even though men have those same needs, they're experienced and pursued in a different manner. So a man's tendency is to establish a home and then go outside the home and pursue that next challenge. Because we know a man's greatest need is, we talked about these in the last show, success adventure, challenge, the love of beauty. And so these are some of the greatest needs that men have and respect. So when he has secured that relationship with a woman, he's going to go on to that next challenge. And and he's wanting to have that ultimate success. So unfortunately, once a woman is no longer a challenge, once she is secured, a man's tendency might be to relax and feel there's no longer any need to really work on the relationship. It's kind of that saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And so this, is, this in no way means that men lack value in terms of that woman. But it means that many times women will not feel valued or they may not feel important because they'll interpret that relaxing as somehow not being appreciated or not being valued. So this is why in men, in general, men don't work on a relationship unless there's a problem. Whereas women, we're hardwired to nurture and tend those relationships So we are constantly working on a relationship, finding out if it's okay, finding ways to make it better. And so for a man, it it has to be a really big problem, an obvious or undeniable issue before it may get his attention. And in many ways, this can work to a woman's advantage. Because if men got as caught up in all the minutiae that women do, we might not get anything done. And we would be constantly working on things. So it can work... In, in a positive manner, but it also can become a negative issue as well. So as we mentioned before, 
men can tolerate a bad relationship more than women. And this is one of the reasons that about 81%, almost 86% of divorces are initiated by women because a woman can't take it. And so if the relationship gets, gets that bad, then a woman generally will say, okay, I can't take it, I'm going to divorce him. And many times I have to confront men on their pride in not divorcing their wife when they want a divorce. And what they will do is they will make the relationship so terrible, so bad, that she finally says, I can't take it, and she divorces him. And so I say to men frequently, in this type of situation, you've already divorced her, and you're making the relationship so bad she can't take it. Therefore, she's the one to actually execute that dying process and put it out of its misery. Now, and I'm going to be very frank in this manner, because men... For men, if you are in this situation, this is a very cowardly thing to do. If you no longer want to be married, you have to understand that that's part of being merciful, that women can't take a relationship that is that bad. And so it's important that we be honest with ourselves, honest with God, that if we are in that position, then we need to step up and say, I want a divorce, and not let the other person do it. So as this occurs, now it becomes... What happens here is, at, at this point, many times I'll have to say to a man, when they come to my office in a situation where all of a sudden there is an undeniable problem, say their woman, the, the woman in their life wants to leave, is asking for a divorce, and he'll say, I didn't know it was that bad. And so I many times have to say to them, well, we'll see what we can do, it, but it may be too late, because once the problem has gotten your attention, it may be too late. It can feel even more hurtful to a woman when a man finally gets it, and all of a sudden... He sees that this is very valuable, and he sees it's in jeopardy, and now it's getting his, his complete attention, and now he's going to work on the marriage. And many times women will say to me, now he's going to do this? I've been saying this for 10 years. And so this is an important aspect, men, for you to understand, that because of one of the ways that God has hardwired your brain, you do have a tendency to focus on one thing at a time and put the energy into that, and you may forget or overlook your marriage, if you're focusing on only on your job or only on your children. So in this show, I'm attempting to address this tendency before it becomes a secondary or a primary problem. Because the tendency in my practice is that when couples show up in my office, it's kind of the last-ditch effort. And I wish I was the first contact, contact. So please hear me when I say this is not every case. But I merely, I really want to address this one issue as I see it repeatedly in my practice. So this is a gender issue. Women are hardwired to nurture relationships. They quote-unquote tend relationships. They're the ones that say, have you called your mom? Have you called your sister? I think you might want to go talk to maybe your daughter or your son because of the way you handled something. So they are constantly encouraging men to pursue other relationships, brothers, friends, parents, whoever that may be. And so again, for men, they think if it's not broken, I'm not going to fix it. Well, for women, it may be hurting, so it may not be broken, but the relationship may be hurting. So as a result, I want to say to men, before it's broken, and they find themselves in my office, let's make sure it doesn't break. So we want to give the relationship the attention when it doesn't seem to need it as a way, way to make sure that, re that the relationship stays genuinely secured, not just surviving, but it's thriving. And so I'm going to say that again. We want to give the relationship the attention when it doesn't seem to need it as a way to make sure that the relationship stays genuinely secure, that it's not just a surviving relationship, but a thriving relationship. 
So when you, when you think about this, and we're going to end this, this particular segment, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about ways that you can be that good man, that hot guy, that makes that relationship with the woman that you love really work and give, gives you the woman that you were really wanting, maybe the one that you were dating. So there are specific ways that we can do that. And the first one that we're going to talk about is this, what we've been here, is this idea of tending to your relationships and nurturing them. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment as we talk about romance and keep it coming. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad you joined me today. Uh, the last two shows that we were doing was on gender, gender differences and communication between gender and the hardwiring of men and women. And today we are going to do a show for men. And this is for you men. This is how to be a good man, a hot guy, so that you can have the relationship that you wanted, that when you were dating, when you were pursuing that woman, when you are committing to that woman, you actually get to keep the one that you were experiencing. And so one of the ways that we were talking about that is that the hardwiring of men is to not necessarily tend or nurture relationships emotionally. Their tendency is to want to fix, to solve a problem, to secure the person's world, to go out into the world, have that success, to bring that home, to give the people that they love the things that they need. And that is that wonderful act of love that men do. But many times in doing that action, women don't necessarily experience them the way that they would like or the way maybe they did when you were dating. And so one of the things that happens when it comes to my practice that I see regularly is that people show up in my, in my office as a last, last ditch effort. It's like I'm the last thing and I wish I was the first contact. So I'm wanting you to really hear this when I say that for men, I want you to be tending the relationship before it's broken. Because one of the things that is very hurtful for women, when I hear them crying, saying to me, I've been asking him to do this for 10 years, or I've been complaining him, to him about this, or this has been hurting me for this long. And so as soon as I'm finally ready to leave, I'm going to actually leave the relationship now. He wants to do everything. Now he's going he's gonna to step into action. And a lot of it has to do with the hardwiring of men because they, there's tendency is if it's not broken, don't fix it. And so what I need to say to men is I don't want you to wait until it's broken and then do some of these behaviors that we're going to talk about. So when we look at this, we can see that there's this great example with God. So he gives the, the relationship with us all that attention. And he is through Jesus. You can see in the Old Testament how hard he worked. He didn't wait until the relationship was irreparable. He continued to tell his bride what wasn't working. He continued to tend to the relationship, which we see in the New Testament resulted in his, in his ultimate death in order to save his bride. So he didn't, he didn't lay his life down for her because he had been neglecting the relationship. So he had to do a last-ditch effort in order to save the relationship. He's been doing this all along, tending to the relationship. Because remember, God had to divorce Israel because of her rebellion and infidelity. 
So what God is doing, he's setting an example for men that her behavior was not due to the neglect of the relationship when I'm talking about Israel. But what God is saying is that we are to love the people that are in our lives. We are to tend to those relationships. God's behavior is always to restore, protect, to love his bride, even when she didn't deserve it. He was setting this beautiful example for men. He's not wanting women to endure their marriage. He's wanting women to thrive in their marriage. And so that's what I was talking before earlier in the last segment. This, this tendency we see that, that the divorce rate, 86, uh, 81 to 86 percent of divorces are initiated by women. And this is because women can't take a bad relationship the way that men can. So we are not wanting the women to be enduring their marriage. So it's important that we understand this idea is similar to watering a plant. And I use this example with men. I say, you know, your marriage all of a sudden gets a deluge of water, just as if you had a wilted plant and you threw a whole bunch of water on it, instead of a little bit of water all the time. If you wait until it's wilting and dying and you drown it with the thing that it needs, then you end up killing it anyways. And so it's important that we do this on an ongoing daily basis. This is a discipline that we do with relationship. It's a little bit every day. It's the nurturing, the tending, and the caring on an ongoing basis, not just when you notice that it's dying or wilting. So please understand that this is not going to apply to everyone. However, there are some of you out there that do need to hear this. Now, this, and this is not a judgment. It's understanding how differently men and women do relationships. And it's very difficult many times for men because they can think that they're doing the, all the right things. And so then they, then they come to find out that they're missing the mark. So this is why it's really important that we really look at the different ways that men and women relate and the hardwiring of men and women and what motivates each of them. Because success is a great motivator for men. So we as women want to continuously reinforce the things that work. We want to be telling men what really works for us. And men, you want to be hearing what she's saying works. Because there's a tendency sometimes for men to keep doing what they think is right. And if it's not working, they do it harder. And they do it more. And many times I'm having to say to men, your intention is noble. Your intention is, is godly. And I'm sure it's coming from a great source of love. But your wife isn't feeling it. So we're needing to understand what causes her to feel loved. So when we look at this verse in Ephesians chapter 5, 25 through 28, and I know you're very familiar with this. This is, it says, husbands go all out in your love for your wives exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out in her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. So it's important that you understand that one of the roles that men have in women in their lives is that they're helping the woman become all that God has created her to be, presenting her to God spotless and blameless, just as Jesus is doing with his bride. And so it, feels like, it sounds like a tall order. And remember, this is a show for men because we're going to do women in a little while. So we know that we are, as, as uh, men and women, supposed to be bringing out the best in one another. But one of the ways that men can bring the best out in women is by understanding how Christ loved the church, how God has loved his people, this entire time. 
So now that we've established the importance of tending the relationship, how do we do this? So it's simpler than you think, but probably not what you thought. So as you get in your mind this concept that you're to be tending the relationship daily, I'm going to give you some ways that do this. And the first one is I want you to understand that a caring guy is a hot guy. The hard wiring of women is to crave connectedness. So when you are caring, when you are acting as a caring man, that's a big turn on for women. That is a wonderful feeling when she feels that you care about her. Not that you maybe agree or understand, but that you care about what goes on with her because they are hardwired to connect. So they feel connected to you when you care. And they need this far more than problem solving because I'm sure the majority of you men have very intelligent women that are in your lives and probably don't need a lot of their problems solved. They probably don't need them fixed by you. They probably need to do that on their own. What they are needing is a companion, someone that's a caregiver, someone that's next to them, someone that walks alongside with them and actually cares about what is going on in their life. She wants you to care about her pain. This is actually doing something. And I say this to men so frequently. I remind them that caring about her feelings is actually doing something for her. This is that magical thing that you see when she calls up her girlfriend and she's so upset and crying and they talk for half an hour and she hangs up the phone and all of a sudden she's fine and nothing changed, but her friend cared. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment where we're going to talk about how to be a good man. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about this idea that how do you be a good man and a hot guy? And there's probably some things that you didn't think about that I'm going to be telling you that, that really do establish this for, for men and cause such wonderful feelings in women. Because what we've been talking about this hour is this idea that many times we feel like the person that we dated is not who we ended up marrying. And one of the things that I constantly am telling couples is I say to them, you want to go back to what worked when you were dating because something, whatever it was you were doing, was working because you got married. And somehow we stop doing a lot of those things when, when, when we get married. So one of the things that I know you men did when you were dating is you cared about the woman that you were dating. You were interested in all those little things that were happening in her world and all the things she was thinking about and the things that happened during her day. And you were interested, you were focused, you were pursuing. And so one of the things that's hard for men is once they acquire whatever it is that they're pursuing, they move on to the next venture, the next challenge. And so all of a sudden that woman feels like, wow, what happened? I'm, I'm not seen anymore. He doesn't care about me anymore. Even though you're working really, really hard for her to provide for family, to do all these things for her, all these actions, she may not be experiencing the actions. So many times I'm, I say to men, I know that all your intentions are noble and good and you're doing them out of love, but somehow she's not feeling them. So one of the ways that you can help that woman you love feel all that love you have for her is you care about how she feels. Because see, many times women have a lot of different feelings about things that men would never dream of having. Half the time they think, I, I don't even know why that would bother her. Or that seems like such a silly thing. 
but to a woman, it can mess up her whole day. And so it doesn't mean that you're going to be her therapist. It means that you're going to be empathetic and sympathetic. And a caring guy is a hot guy. Because many times you men want to fix the problem. You want to resolve and relieve pain. Men are great about going in. This is why they make good firefighters and policemen and doctors and lawyers even, because they want to fix problems and relieve pain. And so for women, many times the way you relieve the pain is you simply care. And I say to men, sympathy, it goes a long way. So we've got the first one. I need you to care about that woman. The second is chivalry still has a place. This is really an amazing quality in men, and women love it. Now, the problem is we have taught women many times to not appreciate chivalry, to be defensive with it, to think that um, you're being demeaning or demoralizing. But I'm telling you, chivalry is making a comeback. And this is one of the best ways to help a woman feel like a female, to feel feminine. And one of the things that men like about women is when they are feminine. That's the whole reason that they like the opposite sex, because they're not like themselves. So one of the ways you help that woman be feminine is through chivalry. And so this is how you protect them, care for them, respect them, and value them. And it's a way to honor the woman that you love. And, and like I said, sadly, many women today have to learn how to accept chivalry again and let you be a man and let herself be a woman. And so it's making a comeback, so stick with it. Because men love women, love the way that women move and smile and laugh. They love their femininity. So the best way to encourage a woman's femininity is to treat her like a woman, not like a man. So I frequently say to men, you can't treat her like one of your buddies, then expect her to be feminine and sexual. You don't treat her in a way that hardens her, and then expect her to be feminine and soft. So we want to encourage a woman to be able to be that. That doesn't mean that we're weak, and it doesn't mean that we're defenseless. It means that we can relax. It means that we don't have to be on guard. We don't have to be that hardened um, version of ourselves. that we actually get to be the way that God has created us, and that is to be feminine. So another one, this is very important, men. This is dressed to impress. This is what a hot guy does. This is what you did when you were dating. So all these things worked. And this is why, interestingly enough, maybe it's not interesting, maybe it's obvious, you know, Playgirl magazine really didn't last because women love to see men in suits and tuxedos and work clothes. They love to see men dressing well. And so your appearance matters to her, matters a lot to her. You like it when she dresses up. You like it when she takes care of herself, when she is working or, or, or taking care of her appearance. Because it causes women to feel special the same way you feel when she dresses up for you. When you care about your appearance, it causes her to feel that you're caring for that relationship. So why do, you know, we get married to the person we love the most and then show them the worst side of ourselves? It, it just doesn't make any sense. And so men, I want to say to you, if you want her to care about her appearance, then you want to care about yours as well. And I hope you hear this in the way I'm saying, that I'm not wanting us to be people that are objectifying one another or people that are, you know, using our appearance to get our self-worth and validation. This is about caring about the person that you care for. Join me again in the next segment. We're going to finish this up about what makes a good man and a hot guy. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia.
Well, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And I want to remind you again to please visit me at my website at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. I'm, I'm sorry, CynthiaHyatt.com. And that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And you can also like me on my Facebook page, which has a lot of inspirational, motivational things on a daily basis. And you get to know what shows are coming up, um, different places I'm speaking or singing. So that's at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., like Incorporated. So we're talking about what makes a good man. And we're saying romance, keep it coming. And this is some of the ways that you bring that romance back into your relationship. And you end up getting back the woman that you fell in love with. And so the first ones that we were talking about is that a caring guy is a hot guy and how important it is to care about what she cares about. And that chivalry still has a place. Now, if you've taught her not to appreciate that, we need to undo that. Because one of the things that causes women to be able to be feminine is chivalry, that they feel honored. This is one of the ways that men honor women. You also want to dress to impress because this is one of the a psychological phenomenon that happens in relationships. When the other person is taking care of themselves and we, we're taking care of ourselves, we feel good about each other and we feel good about our relationship. And one of the best things that you can give your spouse or the person that you are in a committed relationship with is that they, are, they have the ability to be proud of you, to want to introduce you to people, to want to say, this is who I'm connected to. And one of the ways we do that is we take care of ourselves. It doesn't mean that we are doing it in an inappropriate manner and caring more about how we look than how we act, but that's all part of self-care. And so this next one, men, don't hide your fears, feelings, or your flaws. This doesn't make you less desirable. It makes you more desirable because this is what strong men are able to do. They're able to face their flaws and to not have to have shame over them, but to realize that nobody's perfect. And one of the things that that is so important to women is that you share feelings because we know that that's one of the ways that women connect. And it's hard many times for men to express their feelings that sometimes they don't know necessarily what they are feeling. But it's important that you begin to cultivate that part of yourself that you are then able to share that with the woman that you love because this is what creates some of that great intimacy that helps to support the whole um, sexual part of your relationship, as well as the financial, the spiritual, the social, the more you are connected emotionally and the, the better that environment is in your home, the overall effect on the relationship is tremendous. So again, this is knowing someone and it's uncomfortable, but it's very honoring of you and your spouse when you share this type of intimacy. Now, this is about being willing to be honest about weaknesses. Something like, you know, I'm afraid, or I don't dance well, but I'm willing to learn for you. These types of things are more about vulnerability. They're not about exposing or shaming ourselves. So it's important, men, that you learn how to talk about your feelings, that you don't worry about all those flaws. Because women, we have the same issue. We worry about all of our flaws as well. So one of the things that is creating comfort in a relationship is acceptance. It doesn't mean that we accept character issues. We need to continue to work on those and to be healthy people. But we're not perfect people. Now, this next one is very important, men, that you hear when you are interacting with, with your very special loved one, that woman that you have committed your life to. Nodding is not enough when you're communicating. See, men have a tendency to not need a lot of feedback from each other. They like to be heard. 
And men have a tendency to just nod, uh-huh, or, or give those kinds of sounds, uh-huh, mm-hmm. What women want is input. They want to know what you think about what they just said. They want to know what your opinion is. This is why women are notoriously saying, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because they need to have an emotional dialogue, not just a person that's present. This is more how men talk to one another. So with women, you want to be saying what you heard her say. You want to be reflecting on it. You want to be giving some feedback about it because that causes her to feel very valued. The second one in this particular, when we talk about communicating, is you want to look your partner in the eye. Now, again, this is not necessarily how men communicate. Men don't always look at each other when they're talking. And some of that is because there's some challenging that might go on with that. But with women, women always look at each other when they're talking. They feel very devalued when the person is not making any eye contact with them. So it's important when you're communicating with that woman that you love that you are looking at her in the eye. You're reflecting what you're hearing. You're giving an opinion on what you've heard. You're giving some feedback. It doesn't necessarily mean problem solving. All right? The only time that I really say to men, if you have an idea that might help her, you want to make sure you've done a lot of emotional caring, empathy, sympathy, before you start to talk about your solution. The more connected you are to her emotionally, the more open to a solution from you that she's going to be. So you want to look her in the eye. The next one, don't fear relationship talks. These are very important. Don't, don't do that, that tendency to just hope things will just get better. You know, well, she seems okay today. We had a really bad fight last night, but she seems okay today. And then you just go on with your day. It's really important that you check with her and you just say, you know what, that was really tough last night. I want to make sure that we're okay. And you need to talk more about that. Let's t- make a time to do that. And make sure that you make time to do that. Because one of the things that you'll find with women is you either do maybe the 20-minute difficult talk to resolve something, or you do the eight-hour all-night talk because it's been building up and now there's so much to talk about. You're getting a deluge. So it's important that you don't fear relationship talks. Now, if you don't know how to do them, it's very important that you learn that communication skill. So men have this tendency to be mystified with the fact that, that maybe their girlfriend, their wife, is not in a happy place, is upset with something. Because what might upset her maybe may seem like a very small thing to you, something that doesn't even need to be addressed. But part of being emotionally connected is recognizing when the relationship is kind of askew and to not fear talking about that, but to say, you can even say to her, you know, I think we need to talk about this. I'm a little anxious to do it. I don't want it to go bad, but I do want to talk about it. Can we make a time to do that? And then you learn those appropriate relationship and communication skills. So the next one here, this is very important. Say it again and again and again. You can never tell a woman she's beautiful too many times. You can never tell her you love her too many times. You can never tell her she's important to you too many times or that she's the most beautiful woman that you've ever seen. You're so happy that you married her. You wished you had done it earlier. Whatever it is that you need to say to her, say it again and again and again. And we get this great example from God in this whole, in, in this, this uh, particular concept, because the Bible is full of him saying again and again and again how much he loves us, how important we are, how valued we are, how precious we are to him, how committed he is to us and to our well-being. So what that tells us is that people need to hear things every day. 
over and over and over again. And this is one of the things that builds that relationship and causes those good feelings to occur. That when we have more good feelings in the relationship than bad feelings, it creates resiliency. So that when a really bad situation happens, when a really difficult situation or, or a severe argument happens, we are better able to manage it, bounce back from it, and heal more quickly. So you want to be filling up the relationship with all kinds of reinforcement, all kinds of things that fill that emotional bank account. And so this idea of saying it again and again is this idea of everyone having an emotional bank account. And what I tell clients and couples many times is I say, you know, if you're not putting enough deposits into that person, when you go then to have a negative interaction, you have too many of those, you end up going into overdraft. And we know how expensive it is to get out of overdraft. And if you don't have enough deposits to get out of overdraft, you end up bankrupt. So many of the clients that come to see me are emotionally bankrupt in their relationship. So it's very important that you understand what research is telling us is that it takes 13 positives to undo one negative. There's a lot of negatives that happen to us in this world with ourselves, with each other. So the more deposits we can do, the more often we are depositing wonderful concepts, thoughts, feelings into that other person's emotional bank account, the better we are able to then have resiliency when things are difficult. So this, this next one, and I'm going to say this as delicately as I can, that there's a reason that women are referred to as the weaker sex. And I want to give you this, this uh, analogy. If any of you remember, and this I, I'm sure I'm dating myself, those little silly putty eggs that we used to play with. It was that hard egg, and you'd open it up, and the silly putty was inside, and you could stretch it and pull it and shape it and do all these things. Well, I give this example to men in my office often. I show them I have this little egg of silly putty in my desk, and I pull it out, and I say, you are this the hardened shell with the soft inside. So you go out into the world, and you get banged around and hit, but not necessarily as affected or marked up. It's got to take a big thing to really harm that egg. I say, but with women, we don't have that outer shell. We kind of have to make one for ourselves. So things hurt us a lot more. They affect us more deeply. We are more reactionary. We are the sex that is, is more affected by the world, by each other, by relationships. And so this is why I'm saying to men, you need to be gentle with her. You need to be um, empathetic. You need to understand that she's more easily affected. And one of the things that men like about women is they are reactionary. I say to men, you like it when, when she reacts to you sexually. Well, she's, she doesn't ha- just have one way of reacting. She's reacting to the world around her on an ongoing basis. So one of the things that is a, makes a good man is that he's gentle with his wife, his daughters, his mother. Because women have had to learn to be hardened, and it doesn't look well on us. So one of the things that you can do to help her remain feminine, or at least in, with you, is to speak to her gently, to understand that things affect her more deeply. And so I'm, I frequently say to men, I want you to use the woman-child pet voice. And that is a different way for a man to talk than the way that he talks to the people in the workplace, the way he talks to his employees, the way he talks to his friends. There's a much gruffer, more abrupt voice that men use. And so I say to them, when it's your wife, your girlfriend, daughters, mom, I need you to use that woman-child pet voice. That's how you talk to the weaker on the planet. And that doesn't mean that we don't have incredible amounts of strength. Women have incredible endurance, 
and we have done great things. But when it comes emotionally, we are much more affected. So the, the, the next one here, we're almost to the end. This is for men. You need to have sexual confidence. She wants to be loved, and performance anxiety goes both ways. So you need, we need to be working on that part of the relationship so that you can love her the way you want. She can receive that love. And to understand that both sexes have that performance anxiety. The next, and we talked about this, don't try to fix her world, but be willing to be in her world. This is very, very important. She's not wanting you to fix it for her, but she does want you to be in it. And men have a tendency to not want to be in a woman's world unless they can actually do something about it. They don't really want to be messing around with all those emotions or all those little details. But it's very important. A good man is very, very willing to be in her world and understand why those things are important to her. That's what God does for us. That's what Christ does for the church. He's very willing to be in the messiness of the church and in the church's life. That's what we want to do for you as good men. Be willing to be in her world. And don't avoid talking about her feelings. This is one of the most important things. You need to educate yourself on communication skills so that you can feel more relaxed in the relationship and much more successful and that you have a house of peace and you're able to understand how to make a house of peace. So again, says, these are all things that probably you've thought about. Maybe you haven't. I hope that they have been um, explained in a manner that helps them to be applicable. So the biggest thing meant for you is to care. That makes for a really hot guy. That makes for a really good man, is that you care about the women that are in your life. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again next week. And again, please visit me at my website, CynthiaHyatt.com. And on Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.